So the question is, how does one create, build, and protect and multiply your wealth in a global interconnected economy where change is happening rapidly and constantly and financial markets are rigged to benefit financial institutions and enrich corporate insiders? I've made it my mission to uncover how you can create, protect, and multiply your wealth in any economy and have interviewed the top investors and wealth experts for over three years. I share what I've learned from them and continue to learn on my journey. I'm MC Lobsher, and this is Cashflow Investing Secrets. And thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Cashflow Investing Secrets Podcast. This is the show where cash is not king, cash flow is king. Today's show is brought to you by Swan Bitcoin, the best platform to start your Bitcoin savings account. And when you go to swanbitcoin.com forward slash cashflow ninja and open your account, you will get $10 as a bonus in Bitcoin when you start your Bitcoin savings account at Swan Bitcoin. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com. Over 800 podcasts. Uh, we've got tools, resources, programs. And of course, you can grab a copy of my book, The 21 Best Cashflow Ninjas at CashflowNinja.com or Amazon. When you do, screenshot a proof of your purchase. Send it to my team at info at CashflowNinja.com and you get access to a digital version of the book if you want to read it on Kindle, an audio version of the book when you want to listen to it, when you work out or drive, and a curated library of Cashflow Ninjas talking about the 21 best cash flow uh, niches, so you don't have to listen to 800 plus podcast episodes and more bonus goodies. In today's episode, I want to talk about keep on trucking in the free world. I want to talk about the Freedom Trucking Convoy, uh, which has taken place in Canada. So what has happened? And this is very important for business owners and for investors. And of course a very important event, a critical uh, event in my worldview uh, during the Great Reset. So you have had massive mandates uh, being forced, uh, I would say, upon many, many different areas of of society across the globe. Uh, In certain countries, these mandates uh, have been fended off by courts uh, and have been unsuccessful. Here in the United States, uh, the courts have basically struck uh, the mandates down as being unconstitutional. Uh, it ended up in the Supreme Court. Um, but the rest of the world, um, they've had, had different results. So what essentially has happened is there's been a forced mandate of taking injections forced upon truckers and the, tr- the trucking community, um, and more specifically Canada. And of course, now in the United States, too, I believe trucks cannot cross from Canada into the United States and vice versa if the people driving the trucks have not been injected. So truckers took a stand. They drew their line in the sand, which everyone should have a line, a red line. Uh, and they started a freedom convoy, drove their trucks all the way to Ottawa, which is the capital city of Canada, and essentially just park their trucks 
uh, around the Canadian Parliament and other areas of Ottawa, uh, and they're not moving. Um, so they have essentially gone on strike and in convoy, driven there, parked their trucks, and they're not moving. So this is this is this is pretty big, and I've been watching this from afar, thinking a number of things. Well, first, uh, my first thought was the framework that Yuri Bezmenov, a Soviet defector, shared um, uh, it, uh, as a as a framework from taking any uh, open society and, and 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 country towards totalitarianism. And essentially, the four steps that he has is demoralization destabilization, crisis, and then normalization. Uh, to give you, an, and we covered this in a previous episode, but to give you an idea of, of what it looks like, just some examples, uh, demoralization is essentially when you attack, as Mao calls the four olds, old ideas, old culture, old customs, old habits, um, old you know, religious sim- symbols, old scriptures, traditional address. Um, these were all fell under the four olds, which needed to be destroyed um, under under Mao. Um, But essentially, you can demoralize any nation by making them ashamed of who they are, whether it's their ethnicity, their culture, uh, their family structure, um, their community, um, their history, uh, and, and, and much, much more. And you can do that very easily through proper uh, indoctrination in schools, universities, academia, and then, of course, amplify this through media outlets. Um, we've seen that in every single country in the Western world, right? So you you really demoralize uh, folks and, and you bring them to a point where they feel like they're constantly being under attack and there's just no way of fending this, this threat off. Um, and then, of course, the next phase is destabilization. And destabilization is destabilizing the economy, which every single thing that has been done since 2020 um, has specifically de- destabilized the economy. So when a lot of folks say we defeated the mandates, like you're in the United States, there was... Um, there was mandates where folks needed to take injections to go into work, to work in healthcare, to work in uh, law enforcement, in uh, other civil services such as fire, you know, firefighters and so forth. Um, they were being mandated mandated to take injections just so that they can keep their their employment. Right. This was struck down by the courts in the United States, went as high as the Supreme Court. In other areas of the world, it didn't necessarily have the same. Uh, result, um, or there wasn't sufficient pushback to push that back. Um, But essentially, when folks say, hey, we defeated the mandates because the court struck it down in the United States, well, the the, the objective of the mandates was destabilization. It was to destabilize your economy, uh, to create chaos, to create disruption, which that, in effect, it has accomplished and achieved. So that's phase two, phase one, demoralization, phase two, destabilization. And the goal of the destabilization process is to bring about a crisis. And of course, when a crisis occurs, then solutions, which have been pre-planned and have been sitting on the shelf, aligned with agendas, will be rolled out and brought to the public and saying, hey, this is what we now need to do to solve this crisis, which the same people that offered you is going to offer you solutions. They created it, by the way. 
And then, of course, when they implement and execute that, the, the, the process of the next phase of normalization comes in where this is now your new world, your quote-unquote new normal, right? Terminology is even taken from the Soviet Union, the old Soviet Union that we see these days. So my first angle of looking at this, when I saw this trucker convoy and this freedom convoy going to Canada, my first thought with my worldview is that this is part of destabilizing the economy even more. Because think about it, everything in your house, everything that we use is set on a truck somewhere. The truckers is literally the life of an economy. It is the blood. It keeps the economy moving. Goods are moving from one area to another, and it needs to be on a truck, right? Most of it is done by truck. Uh, I know some of my listeners would say, yeah, but some of it is by plane or by, uh, by boat or by train. Most of it is on a truck. So you essentially paralyze and cripple the economy by doing that. Truckers can literally shut down any economy that they want. I don't think they realize how much power they, they had until now. So the first thing that I thought was this could potentially be orchestrated um, by the bad guys because, it, 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 I mean, if you, if you know where they want to take this, this brings in um, more disruption, more chaos. More, I mean, it just amplifies the supply chain issues, which we're already experiencing. So maybe the bad guys is behind this too. But then from a second look, and I always try to challenge my own thinking, from a second look, I looked at this and said, it's getting no media coverage. And the governments are actually shaking in their boots. We literally had the Prime Minister of Canada going in hiding, pretending that he has COVID so that he could just hide. No one knows where he is at this point time of recording. So essentially, the truckers of, have realized how much power they have because now it's starting to look like, wow, this is a popular uprising. This is sort of grassroots. This is not orchestrated by the bad guys. Uh, sure, it might still play into the destabilization kind of phase of it, but it's 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 a popular. It seems to be a popular uprising. And one of the reasons why I share that, too, is if you've seen some of the footage of it, I mean, of course, the government will try everything. You had folks with Confederate flags that 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 tried to infiltrate there that was that was pointed away and say, get out of here. You're not even a trucker. You're not part of this. Like, please leave us alone. I think people have caught on that. These are all feds. You know, these are government. <laughs> these are government uh, agents. Um Agent provocateurs that are sent in to create a narrative, which then the media could have a camera guy and say, hey, look at these folks, they're racist, which said, by the way, tried, nobody believes it. Um, so you had Confederate flags, you've had like Nazi flags. I mean, the, the same kind of stuff, right? Um, it's not working. It's not working at all. Uh, so now it's at a pivotal point, And it's a, it's, it, this really is a critical point at where we are during the Great Reset, because there's a number of things that can play out here. So the first thing that could play out, essentially, is that the truckers bring the, the Canadian economy to their knees, brings the government to their knees, and essentially, the Canadian government could uh, disintegrate, could fall apart because of this. I mean, you could have folks resigning and so forth. And I mean, it's it's all down done peaceful. It's literally a trucking convoy parked and the trucks parked out. There's no violence 
whatsoever, which is it's 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 pretty incredible. Uh, so you could have that when that happens. There's going to be a ripple effect felt throughout the world because truckers all over the world is going to realize that this is how you end this madness. This is how you end this tyranny, this authoritarianism uh, that is now reigning all over the globe. Is shut. They're going to shut. They're going to destroy by design, and this is what's been happening uh, since 2020. Every single thing that's been done has been done to essentially destabilize or destroy parts of the economy. So. I mean, it's going to happen anyway. Let's just let us take control of it when we can and we shut it down ourselves. Um, so it, it could have major, major impact uh, globally uh, if, if it plays out that way. Now, the other way of how this plays out is, of course, governments uh, have power. They want to hold on to power. They're going to do everything that they can to hold on to power. And they've already employed tactics, right, trying to uh, make sure that there's no more fuel uh, that would get to the truckers. They've already arrested people trying to take fuel to the truckers to keep their rigs running. Um, so there's already tactics being uh, deployed that way. But the the dark and scary kind of way how this thing could play out is they double down and they start mass arrests, uh, mass incarceration, start... Um, I mean, use the full force of the government. You know, law enforcement's not going to help them, but they could send in the military, for example. Um, that's the other way that that could play out. And that could be very, very dangerous uh, if, if it goes that way. I mean, we are literally at the crossroads right now where if, the, if, this, if this is successful, this freedom trucker convoy, it could bring a government, a tyrannical government to their knees um, and will force massive, massive change, how that would look like. I mean, that could be an, an hour-long discussion, or we could go down a deep, dark road, tyrannical road, where um, the tyrannical government doubles down and essentially uses the full force that, uh, of government uh, and, and sends in the military to essentially stop this. Um, anyway, so those are two ways that this could go. What does it mean for you as a business owner or investor? Well, <laughs> with truckers not moving goods uh, about, um, you know, there, there's going to be a, a massive, massive uh, supply chain crisis. There already would have been um, in the United States already in certain areas. People are posting pictures of what their, the stores look like, that there's a shortage of goods and services already. Um, I've had friends that have ordered furniture that they had to they have to wait like six months. Um, I personally ordered computers and 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 phones uh, from a privacy company uh, in January of 2021. I've still not received it. So we've already had a supply chain crisis in many many different um, parts of the economy. This is going to this is going to take it to a next level. So if you're a business owner and you're an investor, you and and I mean, you're gonna have to prepare for an environment where this happens. So do a vulnerability analysis to supply chains for your business and for your investments, and get what you need now because there's gonna be a time where you're gonna you're gonna run out of things. It's now inevitable. We've already would have had a crisis. Um, just with the way things were handled in 2020 uh, in the United States. Um, 
by the previous administration, we would have already had a supply chain crisis. Uh, what, what happened with the next administration, it was just taken to another level. Everything that they could do to worsen it, they did. It's not stupidity. It's not incompetence. It's intentional. Uh, and now, I mean, we're now looking at this. This is like just putting fuel onto the fire, essentially. So it's going to get much, much worse. Um, so do a vulnerability analysis for your business and for your, your investments. You have to. Um, prepare for shortages of everything that you need, that your family needs, right? You need to get everything now before the masses starts picking up on this, because a lot of people are not putting two and two together at the time of this recording. They are just not. So look at what you need for you and your family and get it. And by the way, uh, there's a lot of things that you can stock up on that will be in short supply that you're going to use anyway. So you're not a hoarder, you're not a prepper, you're not, you know, someone, a, cra a crazy person in their basement uh, um, with their basement stocked of certain products and, and, and things. No, you're just going to, you, you could just get things that you're going to need anyway, because it's going to be much more expensive six months from now to begin with, and you might not even be able to get it. So what I mean by that is hygiene. You know, there's an example, toothbrushes, toothpaste, soap, uh, all the things that you use for hygiene, razor blades, all that kind of stuff. Um, you're going to use that at one shape, in one shape or form um, uh, eventually. Um, and it's not going to go bad. So might as well have it because they might not have it six months from now where you live, or it might cost a lot more. So that's just common sense. I think you get the idea when I share when I share these things with you. So the other thing that I would also share, um, besides a vulnerability analysis, besides stocking up and so forth, what you need is you you absolutely have to have a strategy to anticipate for what this will do to society. Um, a lot of people are not listening to the show. A lot of people don't think big picture. Um, and also a lot of folks are not following what's going on. So they're going to get surprised by this. So what's going to be the result of that? There's two things that are huge threats. Number one, running out of stuff such as food essentials. Um, and number two, people behaving badly because they've run out of stuff and they haven't prepared or planned. So you're going to have to have a plan to deal with people behaving badly, depending on where you are. Um, and, and of course, the, this I learned from, there's actually a, a survivalist channel that I follow um, that he has shared this on his great uh, Viking preparedness. Um, PJ's his name. He has shared that two things and it really uh, just, I mean, simplified it, which is the theme of this year, by the way. Two things, you know, don't run out of stuff, especially essential stuff, food, and when and then prepare for other folks that will not have planned or prepared behaving badly because they've run out of stuff. So have a plan for that. So three things from this episode uh, that I will share that you could do right now, actionable items, vulnerability analysis for your business and for your investments because of the supply chain and the shortage of, 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 of goods and services. Uh, number two, Take action now. Get the things that you need. If you're listening to this, you already have extra food. You already have uh, emergency food. Um, but there's other things that you might want to stock up on too. Uh, you know, the example I use is things 
that you use for hygiene. And then number three, have a, a plan, a strategy in place for your environment of and, and prepare for other folks not planning and preparing and running out of stuff and behaving badly. Have a plan, a plan to protect yourself and your family, your business, and your investments when that happens. Uh, because in my worldview, that is inevitable. So anyway, so I hope this you found this valuable. Uh, thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource, your time once again with me. Check out everything at CashflowNinja.com. And by the way, sign up to our newsletter. Uh, this is very important. Go to CashflowNinja.com forward slash subscribe. I'm sending out four emails a week, four emails. Two will include notifying you of shows like this going live and being available. Um, a third one will be a cash flow ninja strategy. Every single week, you'll get one that you can implement and execute within your own personal business and investment economy. And the fourth email um, will include a resource that we have that may be able to help you, your family, your business, and your uh, investments. So appreciate you signing up for the newsletter. Appreciate you being part of our community globally. Uh, until next time, live infinitely. Keep on If you are interested in learning more about cash flow investing, I have compiled the 21 best cash flow investing strategies I have come across studying millionaires and billionaires for two decades and interviewing over 500 successful investors and wealth experts. You can grab the 21 cash flow investing strategy secrets at 21cashflowinvestingsecrets.com. That's 21, the number, cashflowinvestingsecrets.com.